Hello, everybody. Welcome into Sports Talk Chicago. Great to see all of you here with us from our beautiful studios here in Chicagoland. John Meadows is directing and producing. We're live on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. And we have a huge guest hanging here with us tonight. Good friend of the program, senior fantasy football writer over at CBS Sports and a contributor to Fantasy Football Today. Please welcome Dave Richard to the program. Dave, it is great to see you. How are you? Uh, I'm great, John. It's great to talk with you. I, I was thinking just before I came on the air about how how long we go back. Yes. And I, I think it's pre-pandemic uh, how long we've gone back. You can correct me if I'm wrong. You're, you're smarter than I am, so you <laughs> would know for sure. But I, I remember you as, as a wee tot in college, and now here you are doing this show still, still chasing your dream. I love to see it. I, I, I pay attention to what you do on social media. Uh, recently reached out to you and Mike North when, uh, when Pappy was on talking with you about <laughs> Chicago sports. Um, Mike North holds a, a, a dear place in my heart. I'm a fellow Chicagoan. I don't know if everybody knows that that's watching. But I, I was listening to the score when they were on 820 and then at 1160. And, of course, now they're at 670. And, and they were a huge influence in my life, just as I know that they were a huge influence in your life, John. Uh, I'm giving you a very long, rambling answer to your question. I could have just said, I'm good. How are you? But I get excited when we talk about uh, about football in Chicago and everything that comes along with it. So you're getting the long-ass winded answer. Thank you very much. Well, I appreciate it. You're certainly dressed for the occasion. I love the jersey. No one is dressed according to the occasion yet on this program. You're the first one to do it. And then the weird thing about it is uh, I, I've, I've made my hay as a fantasy football guy. And I'm, I'm not a Bears fan. I grew up in Chicago, but I'm, I, I kind of gave up being a Bears fan. Uh, I can't remember the last time I watched four quarters of a Bulls game. I can't remember the last time I watched three quarters of a Blackhawks game. Uh, <laughs> certainly, oh, the only time I watch Northwestern football or the U of I is when I'm scouting it for, for my job. But, John, oh, John, am, am I a biased, uh, passionate Chicago White Sox fan? I'm a South Sider, been a White Sox fan really since I was a teenager. Um, and I just I, I I use the White Sox as a, as an outlet for me to be a total biased fan. Okay, I don't have to report on any baseball <laughs> as part of my job. I am football 365 days a year. I'm allowed to be biased. I'm allowed to look through the rose-colored glasses. I'm allowed to say that uh, Pedro G is going to be the man for the for the White Sox and our manager. Um, and and I don't hate the Cubs either. I like I, I'm not a Cubs fan. I don't own a jersey or a hat or anything like that of the Cubs, but I don't hate them. I, I'm just I'm just a glorious. Um, ignorant Chicago <laughs> White Sox fan who who thinks that they're going to win the World Series every year, and then every year I, I get disappointed, except for 2005. And where's their ring? Here's their ring right back here. John, I'd be remiss if I didn't show you my White Sox World Series ring. Uh, don't ask if it's real. because I was just going to say, how did you get a World Series ring from the White Sox? No, I, th I th they gave these away to okay. fans. Okay. So I got one of those, <laughs> but someday, someday, you know, uh, you know, some poor White Sox exec will sell their 
World Series ring. Maybe they'll <laughs> pass away and their family will do it. And I'll be the sap that buys it. I'm a crazy White Sox fan. I absolutely love them. Where do you think they're going this year? I mean, World Series are bust oh, every I mean, year. They're going to win opinion, the World right? Series twice this year. That's how good they are. <laughs> okay, if I'm being realistic, I'm I'm just hoping that they they win the division. Um, sure. I, I I think that uh, this this is how dumb of a fan I am. Is it Griffal? Griffal? Pedro Griffal? Griffal. Uh, like I don't even know how to pronounce his name. John, <laughs> coach me up on this. <laughs> it's Griffal. Andrew Griffin. Yeah. Okay. So uh-huh. I was in the ballpark. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think he's absolutely perfect for for what the team needs. Uh, I was not a fan of the Larusa hire. I was one of the few that wasn't. Okay. I know that everybody in Chicago really embraced Tony Larusa <laughs> as the next you know great manager of the White Sox. It's a shockeroo that it didn't <laughs> come through, John. Um, but I, I think Pedro will will absolutely. Uh, you know, get along with the players. I think the players will be happy. Uh, I, I'm always a fan of pitching. I think the rotation will be good. I hope the bullpen will be good. I've been told by a little birdie to watch out for Garrett Crochet. I'm excited about that. I'm hoping that Liam Hendricks comes through and he ends up playing. I know that he's starting to get into some baseball activities. Really, it's just going to come down to how healthy they are this year. And if, uh, if Luis, Robert, and, and uh, Eloy stay healthy, then I, I think that they'll have a chance to compete. And that's all I can ask for because I pay attention to every game. I watch every game uh, down here in Florida. And I, all I want is, you know, the World Series every year. Now that we've won one in 2005, I want to just keep <laughs> winning more and more and more. And I, I, I think the window is still open. I don't think that they're ready to start doing this whole rebuilding process again. I saw that Oscar Colas left uh, the their game today and then came back. So crisis averted there. I, I think they've got a good young team and I think they could make some noise. Dave Richard here with us on sports talk, Chicago from CBS sports. Good friend of this program. Dave, one of the bears going to be in the super bowl. How about we go there? Let's talk to the diehard bears fan. I don't know when that's going to happen, but I, I am encouraged by the moves that they've made this year. Now, remember I'm not a diehard bears fan. I'm not even a, uh, in a live soft Bears fan. What's the opposite of a diehard fan? I'm not, I'm not a casual. Uh, I, I gave up my Bears fandom more than a decade ago. So I can look at this objectively for you, John. And they, they clearly made the decision that Justin Fields is their quarterback for this year. I don't know if that was the best decision, but my hunch is they're going to go with Justin Fields for this year. And if he makes improvements and they're clearly doing what they can to improve Justin Fields situation, then they will let him be their franchise quarterback for the foreseeable future. If he has another bad year, well, they've got two first round draft picks and they can be in position to draft somebody like Caleb Williams in the 2024 draft. So I think Ryan Poles made some smart moves. I think they absolutely hosed the Panthers on the number one overall pick. I think they did a great job, not only asking for a first, but also getting DJ Moore out of the deal. I think he will help to a degree. I don't see him necessarily being a, a mega star wide receiver. Will he help to the same degree that Stefan Diggs helped Josh Allen or that AJ Brown helped Jalen Hurts? I'm going to say no on that. I don't think he will help quite to that degree, but he will help to some degree. He will be obviously somebody who, 
uh, Justin Fields will lean on. I've got some data, happy to share it with you. Uh, that makes me a little bit nervous, for example, about taking DJ Moore in fantasy football. As for the defense, I think they've got a lot of work to do. I still don't know where the pass rush is going to come from. thought it was strange. Uh, I don't know if strange is the right word. But moving on from Roquan and then signing Tremaine Edmonds to the deal that they gave him, Edmonds is a better fit for the defense. I, I, I will agree to that and a better fit for that defense than what Roquan would have been. But they would have found a way to fit Roquan into that defense in, in some way, shape or form. Um, hated the Claypool trade, but they've got him now. And that's going to be a guy that they can use as a mismatch. So so long as he's healthy and available, uh, they're moving in the right direction. Um, I, I think Bears fans should be encouraged by what Ryan Poles has done. And we'll see what happens. You know, they're, they're, I, I would imagine at nine, unless Tyree Wilson or Jalen Carter falls to them, they're taking an offensive lineman. And whether it's Paris Johnson or, or Skaronsky from Northwestern, uh, I, I think that they'll end up being okay. And, and that offense will get better. And we'll see. Fields just has to be a better thrower. It's as simple as that. If he's a better thrower, completes a higher percentage of passes outside of the red zone, We'll see this Bears offense be pretty good. And as you know, if you stack up the quarterbacks in the AFC versus the quarterbacks in the NFC, the quarterbacks in the NFC look very, very mediocre compared to the AFC. But that's a good thing for the Bears because that makes their path to making the playoffs and winning in the playoffs a lot easier with a guy like Justin Fields compared to, you know, like what Tampa Bay has, for example, with <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Um or what, even with what Green Bay has with Jordan Love. I think Love has some potential. I, I, we saw it in college, but, you know, that was a long time ago when he showed that potential. And we don't know what exactly he will be for the Packers moving forward. Let me ask you this, Dave. You talked about Justin Fields and his need to improve for this coming season. If he doesn't, do you think Ryan Poles purposefully has an insurance policy yeah. in which he could draft a quarterback next year with that first overall pick they got in the trade? Well, I, I, we don't know if the pick that they got in the trade will be a first overall pick, John, but Carolina probably is not going to be a, a contender for anything more. They, they might win their division. It's a soft division. As soft as the NFC North is, the NFC South is even softer. So Carolina could compete for that. I expect Carolina to draft C.J. Stroud. I think that he's the best quarterback in this draft. I think he's a better thrower than Justin Fields, too. Uh, as far as a playmaker goes, I think it's really close between the two of them because Justin just can do so much with his legs. And I'm not ready to say that he's a bad passer. I want to see what happens now with D.J. Moore there and an offensive line that Justin can trust a little bit more. So maybe he can close that gap between him and, and C.J. Stroud. But I'm a big C.J. Stroud fan. And I think if, if he ends up going to Carolina, and even if it's Bryce Young, but I like Stroud, uh, I, I think that they can compete for their division. And if they're competing for their division, that means that they could potentially make the playoffs, and that makes the Panthers' first-round pick a little bit worse. But let's say I'm wrong about C.J. Stroud, or they draft Anthony Richardson, who I just don't think is ready for the NFL. Well, now we're talking about Carolina's pick being pretty juicy. And if their pick is in the top 10 and the Bears don't have a great year because Justin doesn't turn the corner, their pick will be in the top 10, theoretically. Now, the Bears have two top 10 picks that they could use and try and package maybe with a future one 
to go and get Caleb Williams. I think that's the plan. I think that was their decision. They probably looked at Stroud and Young and said, these guys are good throwers, but they're not complete playmakers. They're not great for today's NFL because they're too much of you know, a pocket passer. Or maybe they move around a little bit, but they're not running all over the place. Justin gives Chicago just this unreal dynamic that very few teams have, John, where he can go and run with the ball. You saw it last year. I think they're going to continue to utilize that. I think Justin's going to continue to utilize that. That's a strength that he knows he has, and he's going to use it. That makes the Bears a difficult team to cover when they're on offense. That's a good thing. Um, but if he stinks as a passer and they win only five games, the Bears can afford at that point to go in a different direction. So I think Ryan Poles is kind of covering his bases a little bit, whereas it let's just say this job. Let's say that he said, all right, um, we're done with the Justin Fields experiment. We know that we can start the rookie quarterback contract clock over with C.J. Stroud. Let's trade Justin Fields. Maybe we can get a first round pick for him and then we'll just draft C.J. Stroud. Well, is Stroud that same type of playmaker? And if you're wrong on C.J. Stroud, uh, Ryan Poles might get fired. And that means he's got the job for only, you know, what would it be, three, four years instead of five or six years, something like that. So I, I think it's in his best interest to kind of kick the can at least a year on Justin, give Justin the chance to go in and play well in 2023. And if he does, great. Bears have their franchise quarterback. If he doesn't, great. The Bears have two first-round picks they can use and go and find their next great franchise quarterback. I think it was a shrewd decision. Uh, I don't think I don't think CJ Stroud is quite in that same echelon as Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, or Andrew Luck to be that type of transcendent franchise quarterback. I don't think he's quite that good. Can Caleb Williams be that good? Yeah, maybe. Can Justin Fields be that good? I can't say no to that, John. I think maybe he can.